Clickety clack clack. We are back. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for joining me on this numero nueve. The ninth episode of Height Drop Podcast. Um, can't believe we're almost in the double digits already. <clears throat> it's um it's an honor to have you guys listening. Thank you guys for joining. And uh, on this episode we have Jefe, Jefe Di Vernacci. A.K.A. Jeffrey Strenning. Um, if you don't know who that is, that is a friend of mine and a longtime practitioner out of Chicago originally who moved to Colorado to help and be a part of the budding community out here. And Jeff, you know, he's about the same age as me. He, we, we started off kind of getting into the injuries that he's faced over the Excuse me, Jesus. He's uh, faced some injuries over the last few years. And, you know... Those things can really change the course of, of, of your momentum. And I think that for people out there that might be, you know, young listeners, they might not know your bodies are still all just rubberific and, and just, you don't, you don't understand, but like the, there's things on the horizon, potentially, if you aren't taking care of yourself, hope you, hopefully you guys are all taking care of yourself. You know, some of us in this generation, in my generation or whatever, I don't know exactly which one I'm going to belong to here, but we don't, we didn't necessarily know any better. And and still, we don't necessarily know, you know, the long term effects of of training and and how the best practices for sustainability and stuff are are still being formulated. So, you know, that's to be expected. But uh, <clears throat> take care of yourselves out there. We, we're talking about injuries. We talk about how that kind of changes your your life and and what you can do to deal with that. So, and also, you know, I haven't seen Hefe or Jeff again. I don't know. You guys out there in parkour community are probably going to think to know him as Hefe. Anyone outside of that will know him probably as Jeff. And hopefully this this conversation helps you prepare for for dealing with not just an injury, but any kind of struggle in your life. We also got kind of weird and abstract for, for parts of the podcast. We were talking about culture and the world and what things are different in the future. And so um, kind of a, a wild podcast. I, uh, I want to have Jeff back on because I also didn't get to ask him some of the questions that I, I really wanted to um, initially. And uh, we just kind of let the conversation wander, as I like to do with these things. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I still I very much enjoyed talking with Jeff, and uh, and we helped sort sort some uh, ideas out on on dealing with injury and dealing with um, some of the, like the uncertainty that gets thrown at you in life. So I hope you guys are into that and you enjoy this one and find it useful for you. Um, beyond that, again, we're all in this together, baby boys and girls. Thank you guys for listening. So if you have any ideas, we people have been hitting up the height drop hotline. I really appreciate that. I didn't want to, I, I wanted to address that actually this episode in the, uh, in the intro, but Hefe and I kind of went long. We, we did like, uh, almost an hour and a half or more. And, and so I think I'm just going to save it for the next episode, or maybe I'll even do for the 10th episode as a little specialty. I'll do a, um, just a height drop hotline addressing episode only we'll just talk about current events and and address all the hot hotline calls because I, I really appreciate you guys calling in i want to give those some some real thought and attention and there's a lot that's going on in the world of parkour that you know i haven't really talked about lately either that I, i'd like to get into so maybe uh, maybe we'll do a, another little solo episode for that i hope you guys enjoyed this one though very much again this is jefe divernacci aka jeffrey strenning aka chicago's own beast of a practitioner, handsome man from the land of Shy City. Um, 
I don't really know how else to how else to introduce him. He's a beast on the mic. I hope you guys enjoy it very much as I did. Here he is. <clears throat> Welcome, sir. Thank you. Welcome to the the podcast. Hi, drop. Thanks for coming on, man. No problem. It's good to have you. It's actually just good to see you. Dude. It's been. I mean, I saw you last night. Yeah. But before that, we hadn't seen each other in minutes to years. Very many minutes. Yeah, a lot so of many minutes. minutes. That's why I, that's why I put it in minutes because I was thinking about how many minutes has it been? Uncountable. How, you know how many days are in a year? What is that rent? How many minutes? <laughs> how many? Three sixty-five times, times twenty-four 24? times how many sixty mi- times sixty. Let's so say we a have lot. That's a lot. Anyone out there with a calculator? Um, <laughs> just go ahead and do that math for us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get back to us. Uh, I want to know exactly that number. And it's not a leap year, so I want the accurate accurate numbers, please. Look only. at your calendars. 2018. Please. Um, what's been up, man? Oh, living, living life, you know, just uh, coasting on through. You've uh, uh, you got some new projects going on. You've also said, I mean, we were talking about you've been injured and stuff lately, and things are shifting, it seems like. Yeah, I'm at Your a motives um, and stuff. my motives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went through a pretty crazy injury. Um, 15, you tore your penis. 15 months ago, basically <laughs> tore my penis. <laughs> it actually really funny because of the injury. Like sex was really intense. <laughs> like I had to I'm be not surprised. Re- you said you had a hip injury. I was like, yeah, how does that work? Um, it doesn't. <laughs> you have to be really careful. Um basically i uh i overmobilized my hip i was having some hip issues where there there was a lot of imbalance in my hips mm. and uh i don't really know how it started um probably just from not stretching and lifting a lot and <clears> then not <throat> mobilizing after those lifts and um i was i overmobilized my right hip and then i was like hey, oh. how are you are you sure like how do you know that this is all like in hindsight you figured it all out or yeah, are you still like basically just just cuz with injuries you know it's like it's so hard to like actually pinpoint and dial mm. in the what, the, the cause the, the exact. Yeah. Uh, I know the exact cause, mm. like for sure. Um, the the exact injury, I'm still like, uh, I don't <laughs> fucking know. All I know is like what what worked to make it feel better, you know. Yeah. And, and I have a very good idea of what the injury was, but essentially, um, I overmobilized my right hip. And it really shouldn't have been. It was because it was my left hip that was feeling tight. And I was like, well, I'm just going to do both. And then I go, uh, oh, shit. everyone's working on fatty jumps in the gym. Yep. And I just got done working my shift. And I'm like, I want to do that jump. So <laughs> so I go, uh, of course. Of Fresh course. off the shift. Do it. Fresh off the shift. Ready to do this fucking. It was, a, um, it was like a hurdle over like a two and a half foot box. And then four feet out, you've got a... Um, it was like a one and a half foot box or no vice versa. One and a half foot box hurdle over to the two and a half foot box. Okay. Four feet so it's away. just like an upward trajectory. And we're then talking plyo about. up to the a six foot, the fridge. Okay. So fridge is like, like a boom, a, boom, but it's got distances. So it's, got like, distance it's nice and, and challenging. Lots of height. Upward. That's upward. always nice. Low impact when you're going up. Felt great. So I'm like, this is working out. It's going to work out well. I'm going to feel good. I did it one time and I was like, you know what? I didn't, I didn't stick it the way I wanted to. And of now course, you're that's See, now how you're that in trouble. shit goes. You when, know? You, when you've stuck the challenge, <laughs> do you let your guard down? You're in deep shit now. That's it's, where you're swimming in shit and you don't even know it. Yep. So I was uh, in a cesspool of my own shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, you know, it was like, it, 
everyone's having fun doing it, you know? And I'm like, I want to keep working this. It's fun. I'm, I'm being, I'm succeeding at it. Mm-hmm. So I want to get it the way that I want it, the exact way I want it, which is it's part of like ego part, part stubborn, um, being stubborn, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's also probably, you know what you're capable of, right? Like it's part yeah. of like just normal training. Like you're like, oh, I want to do that better. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a part of it. It gets too hard on yourself, man. Yeah. Well, that's the <laughs> thing is like, but yeah, it's hard not to be when you, you get injured. Well, yeah. Cause the injury was so severe that I had a lot of time to think about it. Mm. Um, so okay. essentially when I landed on top of that box, the second time I hit full squat, but not like not bottoming out full squat, but pretty low mm-hmm. on the balls, of my feet right at the edge, stuck it perfectly. But as I hit like, you know, almost, down to my bottom depth like just above my bottom depth i felt a pinch inside of my hip right by like the pubis bone mm-hmm. and it it basically like in front in like right in the lower part uh like like next to my balls basically okay and um it felt like someone took one of those stress balls filled with liquid and like squeezed it until it popped oh that's what it felt like oh so i yeah it was really intense and i was really warm i'd been at at the gym for a while so i was really warm and um and i was like oh fuck that felt weird and uh i went and i did it again and i was like if it hurts it of course like an idiot right so so i'm like i'm gonna do it again i'm gonna do i'm gonna have that one though i'm gonna test it yeah you know and i landed again and i was like yeah still feels terrible i'm going home Uh. so as i get to my car i open the door and just trying to sit down Cause I'm swinging my, it's what happened on my right hip Yeah. and I'm, you know, you enter, it's America. So you're entering the, the left side of the car there uh, and course. I swing my right leg in all and you I'm Brits like, out there. <laughs> for all you Brits, if you can there. imagine the mirrored world, a reverse, <laughs> a bizarre world where you enter the right side of the vehicle to drive and swinging your right leg in. <laughs> the last. So I, so I throw my leg in there and as I'm putting my leg in and, and apply pressure on my right foot to sit down, it just gives and I collapse into the car. Oh, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is way worse than I thought it was. Um, so from my understanding, what I think happened is I tore one of my adductor muscles as well as tore my low ab, one of my low ab muscles, like some portion Damn. of my yeah, low yeah, ab yeah. In, the, in that area. And, yeah, it, it's been about 15 months since that injury. And uh, I'm finally, in the last two months, I'm able to do things without feeling that that pull. I don't know if you've ever torn an ab, but like when you extend, mm, no, yeah, I mean, lengthen your abs. Nothing too bad, luckily. But yeah, I've had ab minor tears. I'm just like, ooh, you back off immediately yes. because like you know that that can get worse easily, and it just becomes an in just like a never-ending injury. Yeah, essentially, and that's what happened. Is uh, I took um. I took I took the next three and a half four months and decided to just be in denial about the injury, uh, <laughs> and kept training. And I think I was lifting a lot of weights before the injury, so I think the strength in my legs in the surrounding areas were actually able to support the things that I was doing for the most part. It took about two and a half weeks for me to just be able to trust my body to do movements again. Mm. Um, I just did like my first po- like power through Webster and landed it like a couple weeks ago because I kicked back with my, my, oh, right, yeah, yeah. my right heel. Um, B-twist were okay because it wasn't like the backwards move. B-twist, you kind of do a side <clears throat> side kick. Almost. Well, you know, Swing actually, 
at like Art of Retreat, I did this seminar on pain and stuff. And like part of like w- what's hardest to overcome with with those injuries is that psychological barrier where you're like, I can't move my leg this way. Mm. Even if it might be strong enough or, you know, whatever you, you've developed like now a an oversensitivity in some cases or maybe not. Maybe I'm not saying that you did, but I'm just saying like I know that for me it's been the thing where now you avoid you're constantly avoiding this thing like you've already like established this this certain movement pattern as exactly. painful mm-hmm. and you don't do it but then you can do something that probably uses the same muscle groups but it's a different movement pattern your neuro like you you circumvent like that pain barrier mm, yeah you can still work things out so it's super important like you're saying like do the b twist do something else yeah sometimes when you're facing injuries like that to help you kind of get around i don't know that's what they were they were talking about in the seminar at least this this pain seminar which is really interesting hmm. because i mean I, I don't remember all the takeaways from it but basically we all a bunch of bitches out here that was a takeaway <laughs> no it was just like it was saying that like you might be in lots of pain for no reason yeah and absolutely. you might be in no pain and need to go see a doctor like yeah like <laughs> it, like the, the study that, that was basically it. it was just like the science of pain is like still very like new in some ways and yeah. it's kind of crazy and certain people have different tolerances and stuff and if you don't understand like where you're out on that spectrum you might be like the kind of person that has the proclivity to just train through things and make your body just just continuously destroy it yep when when really you should be resting or you might be on the other end where you're resting constantly, but really you need to be doing more. You're moving. Knows? Yeah. And I've actually, I went through both of those phases. Yeah. Um, I did, I saw like some specialists um, throughout my like fifth to 15 months of my injury and had to like really take everything with a grain of salt. Cause I was getting a lot of information from different people, you know? So have to, you have to test it for yourself. Like what exercises, rehab exercises, resting, like mm-hmm. doing different things. But this one lady I saw was like, yeah, it's, pain is in in your brain like it's in your head you know it's it's the the neuromuscular or no sorry the um the neurons shooting from your muscle to your brain sending those pain signals right like this yeah. is like this is an area that's affected right now yeah. help me you know <laughs> and so like so you're walking <laughs> so you're walking around like like every step you feel it every step you feel it so the the cool thing that the lady was saying is like if you can deviate the the focus on that area especially when it's like an old injury or something that's like fine now yeah yeah. you know what i mean but your brain is still has that connection with it like it's like a negative connection you know Mm -hmm. so you have to create a positive connection with that muscle and between the brain in order to um adjust and then be like not have those signals firing all the time yeah so one of the funny things was like like to reset your nervous system one of the things she had me doing was uh, one of them was meditation. So breathing exercises, right? We all mm-hmm. know that shit works. If you don't know about that, go look it up because <laughs> meditation is a huge, should be a huge important important part of your training if it's not already. Um, but the, the other thing, and this is really weird because <clears throat> if I had to do this in public, like I, w- I don't think I could have been able to do it. But you literally just supposed to shake your entire body. Oh, like, yeah. Like a fucking spazoid having a seizure. And it's just like <laughs> shake it out. So you, it's like literally you shake it out, you know, you like you shake off um, the pain almost. And you, you give your body like it's almost like this weird neural reset or neural reset or something, mm. um, which I tried and it like kind of worked, kind of didn't. But in the end, I maybe actually didn't shake hard enough. Bro. Maybe I didn't shake hard enough or long enough. Maybe you got to shake gotta longer, shake man. it longer, man. Shake it. Um, <laughs> it was a it was interesting. Like that was one lady I saw who like but but 
the yeah, cool it's tough, thing about and you have to see like multiple people when it comes to these like especially these hard to solve injuries like even if they're giving you good information it might not be what you particularly need with or whatever yeah. or like yeah something that's not going to work for you perfectly mm. and then like sometimes you just find the right person the right I, I try, that's things. why i go to a lot of people because now mm. i kind of even know i'm like oh this is a this is my chiropractor he's gonna be able to help this injury i can i can feel it almost like as yeah. i've gotten to know about him like no i don't need to see him for this i need to see this other guy because this particular thing like i think he's i mean maybe i'm probably this is some bro science shit for real though <laughs> i'm like no this dude's gonna fix this injury and i'm gonna get a massage for this thing yeah and uh meanwhile i probably don't know what i'm talking about but it feels like I've gotten more in tune with with what kinds of injuries work or will be healed by different people. Well, different people have like people that are in those practices are healers. Mm -hmm. They're people that know the body well enough to be able to look at your body, feel around a little bit and be like, well, that's fucked up. You know what I mean? (laughs) And they can fix it. But not everybody has the same set of tools. Right. Yeah. So if you can go to people with a bunch of different sets of tools, you know, then you're able to give yourself one more information to the ability to judge, you know, what you, your body needs based mm. upon how you felt after and before these visits to these yeah, certain yeah. people. Right. So that was like a huge part of injury is just like exploring different, um, experts on, on the body. Yeah. You, you get know? all these new angles at your body. You look at it from new dimensions. It feels like, you know, mm, yeah, you exactly. get the bird's eye view. I mean, it's not literal, <laughs> but you get like, if you can imagine like just seeing your your body, like each specialist almost gives you like a one dimension, like one person, like if you look at your body, like you see it from left profile, then you get like another specialist will give you the right profile, mm-hmm. like cross section. Then someone else gives you bird's eye. Then someone else gives you like straight up the up your ass, like look or something <laughs> like <laughs> that's my favorite. One. That's the best one usually. <laughs> um, but just, yeah, you can't see that yourself. And like, yeah. And you start to kind of, it's really hard. You need mirrors. <laughs> you need to get some defle- <laughs> deflection of light. You need a lot of mirrors and you need <laughs> laser beams to line things up. It's intense. But, um, I, I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, I feel the same way. Which one, what, what helped you? What, what, what finally got <clears throat> you through the injury? So in the end, not training. Mm. Like I, it was to the point where I had to like pick up my leg to get in the car, you know, Jesus. and I was still working. <laughs> And Sorry, I wasn't I getting workers' comp. Tonight. That's not funny at all. <laughs> it's not funny. I just it is, like, though. Ugh. But it is. I felt like an 80-year-old man, you know? Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm 20, <laughs> like, I think it was 28 when it happened, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, this is not, this should not happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, I didn't have workers' You're supposed to mean your damn prime. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm fucking depressed. I'm angry at the world, you know? I, I still have to go in and work. Mm-hmm. I still have to go feel, I still feel the intense urge to go train because it was i was like almost addicted to parkour oh, i was almost addicted 100%, you know right? i was addicted to the feeling of like You're getting them with withdrawals yeah getting them with parkour withdrawals yeah PK withdrawals. yeah so and then you know all the people i was surrounded with in my life at that time were training mm-hmm. so it's like what do you it's do super dangerous man yeah. i think i mean there's a number of people that have felt this i'm certainly one of them where you you tie up like so much of your your life around training yeah and like being this one thing and it can be devastating, like you're saying, like when, when something gets ripped away from you. Yeah. When training especially gets ripped away from you, it doesn't, it's not like it's always this way, but you definitely, like you're saying, your friends are all training and then you kind of feel, even if they're not, even if they'd love to have you around anyways, like you want to be training. Yeah. So you get like upset about it. Or you can get down and depressed about it. You, you can't train. Yeah. You don't want to hang out with people because all your friends are training. 
And then, like, all of a sudden you have, like, these isolation issues, you know, where people start going, oh, I'm not going to, like, go out. I'm not going to be around those people because I can't mm-hmm. resist training or I can't, you know. It becomes, like, a really – that's that's one of the most difficult challenges that we face as our practitioners is through the injury process, I think. Yeah, and it's and the, it's the – you're alone at that time. You're alone. That's what it feels no like. No one No one can – be there for you and like he mm-hmm. really heal your body for you do the rehab for you no no one can be there holding your hand it's gonna be okay and you're like yeah it is gonna be okay it's gonna be totally <laughs> fine because you don't know if it's gonna be okay yep you just have to keep living your fucking life <laughs> and hope that it's gonna be okay you know um when this shit happened i was like no there's no thought in my mind that was like i'm it's gonna be a year injury just out for a year you yeah. know like not being able to do the things i want to do not being able to do the things I could see myself doing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, I could do that. I could do this. I need to work on that trick, but I can't work on that trick because my fucking hip is fucked up, you know? Mm-hmm. So you go through, like, it's almost like a, like someone in your family dying or breaking up with, like, a significant other. You go through all, like, the, the levels yeah. of grief and depression <laughs> and sadness and then, like, acceptance. I don't know the order. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, you go yeah, through either, but... that tier of all these different emotions and then finally the last bit of it is the, the acceptance right like the last bit of it, it's being like oh yeah i just should accept my position and do what i can from here you know mm-hmm. and like that's that's what i had to learn how to do which made me grow so much i never thought this injury would be something that uh would make me grow as a person yeah you know i i thought it would only take away from my my what i viewed as success mm-hmm. i thought it would only take away from from the joy in my life mm. and that's only because i put so much value and so much emphasis in my training that i was i was like missing the point you know yeah it's like i i had focused so much on the physical aspects of training that i lost the mental fortitude to manage something in my life that went wrong which mm. is exactly why, like, a lot of people train parkour in the first place is so you can overcome obstacles, right? Yeah, yeah. An injury is just a fucking obstacle. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you going to overcome it, you know? And it and, takes – I would say it definitely yeah. takes more discipline, more focus, more – like you're saying, just – you learn – you grow more from, from injuries probably than anything if you're willing to do – or, you know, or it will knock you out. You know, If maybe. you're willing to accept it. Yeah. Because the, the – it's like – being a salmon swimming upstream, you know, against your own emotions, except you're not actually equipped with the, the same like abilities as a salmon you yeah. know, <laughs> to get up that stream. So you're just like it, it, you're swimming up, you get like a fucking 10 meters and then you're washed away 15 yeah. Then you climb up fucking another 10 then you're washed away 20. So mm. <laughs> it's your, your ability to accept it and just go down the fucking stream. And eventually you're going to wash up on a bank and then you can just walk fucking on the side of the river. <laughs> you know, you yeah. figure out another fucking path. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like not that salmon can walk, but, you know, I'm a human, so I can. Yeah. We don't have flippers, <laughs> but we got them feet. We got them feet, son. Evolved. Evolved, son. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, like that's that's awesome that you were able to grow from it and able to. I mean, that's how I'm and, and people that are really inspiring me right now in that. And specifically in this area, like I look at Lynn Young, for example. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you follow her, if you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, she's been dealing with this shin, broken shin injury for two years now. It feels like. I mean, Jesus. I don't know exactly how long it's been, but it's been like close to two, maybe. Hmm. And not only has she like always, she she hasn't stopped her from moving. She's become like 
ridiculous at handstands and like she's really embraced just that whole side of of just training through it anyways training around the injury Mm -hmm. but also physically she's doing that 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 work that you know i wish i was even better at because it's hard for me to harder you know i get inspired by that because i don't i don't so easily go into the handstands be like all right i'll just be doing this yeah you know i'm like fuck that it's like a, static, are a static movement yeah you but, know what i mean <laughs> but she's also she hasn't let it stop her from also participating and like really you know i've seen her just she, she goes on all the shoots still she's shooting photos yeah and like just killing it you know and i know that it's not easy i know it's not easy i know that she's making it look easy but i know it's not oh yeah well social media also like is probably how you're viewing this shit well, yeah, but right. also I've, I've spent some time with her. That's Hanging out like, with her, okay, yeah. That's all, you know. I just think a lot of people, you know, it's easy to post on social media and be like, my life is fucking dope. And then every, everyone, yeah, everyone's like, their life is so dope. <laughs> I wish my life was this dope, you know? And uh, it's so easy to fall into that fucking trap, dude. Like, oh, I know yeah. people that literally just do, like, a few things a week and then just post it. You know? Yeah. Or, like, film, like, ten things during, during, like, the same training session and just post it throughout the week. As yeah. As if they're, like, doing... It's a lot of shit. Um, but yeah, yeah that's, it's not real. I mean, it's not real. <laughs> but good. I mean, fucking good for her because that's but that's good. I think that's shifting focus, you know. Well, I wonder how that's going to change the way that Instagram and all these like social media things are consumed. I think like the longer they're around, the more people are going to kind of figure out like how full of shit a lot of it is. I mean, mm. they're going to change. They're going to become like adapt. They're going to become more real. They're going to play to the market. Like if people really want more realistic representations of mm-hmm. of other you know whoever they're following's lives um or or whatever you know they'll adapt to the market as well but also i wonder i don't really need, like know how it's going to play out but it, this can't be it you know well space went by the wayside facebook <laughs> is going by the wayside as far as i, I like it's a lot true, of these yeah. things like maybe they are going to stick around longer we feel like there's like no way around we're like oh everyone's on facebook how could it go away how could Google go away? Like it's it's so integrated into all of our lives, but it's real easy these days to invent better software that would just like no one has loyalty to Facebook or Google. Like no. I don't think so. I, I certainly don't. Or Snapchat or any of these things. It's like it's whatever. We're, we're there for the better thing. We're not be- yeah. there because like oh, I love like I love Snapchat. It's just like it's the ever since nineteen or two thousand and fifteen when it came out. I heard, oh my god, just I'm a loyal Snapchat user. It's like no, you use it because it's trendy. That's like the whole point of these apps. Because everyone else is using it. Yeah. It's That's just, why you're using it. Yeah. So <laughs> as soon as someone comes out with some better stuff, and like that Vero, what is it? Vera? Is that that new social media There's app? a new social media trying oh, to get shit, in there. Oh, shit, guys. Trying to get in. Oh, shit. And like, look, at, I mean, I I fucking got on it just in case. Like, I was like, whatever. Let's just see what this Hop shit's all about. Hop on the train real quick. But then I was just like, what the fuck am I doing, partly? Yeah. I was like, why am I? Why, I don't even know anything about this app, and I, I don't want more of these things in my life. I want yeah. less of them. But yeah. But if that becomes the better app, like I don't care. Like if that if that becomes ultimately what people need to use if they're if they're trying to grow their own brands and stuff. Yes. Again, like Instagram will just it'll disappear. Yep. And I've just been thinking about, you know, making sure that I, I do everything that I'm doing like for the right reasons. Cause as I would I think I feel like I do that, but when I post things on Instagram and stuff, I've always been trying to to be as true to myself as possible but i also yeah you know more as i got as i've gotten more of a following it becomes easier to want to like cater to what they're doing sure yeah and uh because you just start seeing the numbers and you're like oh shit why did that like ultimately a thousand likes and this one ultimately i don't feel like it goes it hasn't really affected me luckily like because i I honestly don't 
I don't enjoy doing that stuff. It, I already see it kind of as work, but I enjoy mm-hmm. like I try to make it like the part of something that I enjoy. Like whatever I'm gonna do, if I'm gonna do the work, I'm gonna enjoy and just post what I want. Yeah. So like, it doesn't bother me, but I also it it, it bums me out sometimes because I I've actually put in some of my favorite edits and stuff on Instagram. And I'm like, man, what if this just disappears one day? Yeah. And like, not that it, you know, I don't, I don't care if it, like anyone ever sees it again, but I'm like, what if I can't even see it again? Yeah. Like, well, I kind of want some of these clips and, uh, they literally don't live anywhere else. Cause I delete them. Yeah. Same. Uh, often. I do the like same. once I posted it, I'm like, I don't have time to like go back and look at these. Fucking so put them on a hard gone. drive so yeah. I can lose it and forget about it somewhere. Someday. But I also think that keeps me, um, focused on on what's in what what's next which is like really what i want to be doing i don't mm. i don't really like want to be nostalgic and and going back and back you know all, all the way and just keep looking back on my life and being like oh that, look at that clip that clip mm. it's good that it's gone it's behind me you know like i like letting it go in some ways i think it's healthier mm-hmm. to do to do that because you know back before social media i don't know if any of you remember <laughs> i certainly don't you just used to have to remember shit I don't remember back anything. before Google voice. You just have to remember shit like set an alarm for this time. No, you just, you remember your pizzas in the oven and you go over there and you fucking get it when it's done, you know, or you just, uh, go on an amazing trip and you maybe take a couple photos and then you remember the good times you had rather than trying to make a sick edit out of it. So everyone <laughs> can see how dope of a trip I just had. <laughs> like, yeah. In the end, like you, have I to like making the edits personally. For yourself. Yeah. That's like why I do it. Like, <clears throat> yeah. I don't think like, uh, that's why I know I'm doing it for me because Instagram doesn't give a fuck about edits. Actually. No, they don't like my <laughs> edits because if I was doing it for the numbers, I'd post like single clips, mm-hmm. you know, but for me, I actually prefer to do like something fun with a song that I was listening to at the time because I like, Thinking back, like music helps me remember like the way I was feeling about everything. Like if I add emotion to it, you know, I can, if I could put a smell on Instagram, like you say, they say smell is is the <laughs> strongest thing tied to memory. Yeah, right? strongest sense. Yeah. Like I would, I would put it in there. I would put the smells in there. <laughs> I love it. I put the smells of the ocean. I've thought about that. Like, when are we going to get that technology? It's coming, baby. It's going to be coming eventually. Smell vision. Uh, yes, it's just a full. Like virtual reality immersion, you'll you'll live in someone's like mind instead of like instead of a clip they post. Can you imagine? It'll be like a recorded experience, and you'll just like kind of like dip out, and you'll actually probably I don't know. That's probably what's going towards, right? I mean, yeah, I don't think you're too far off. That's way better. It's the next thing. If you're like, I don't want to actually watch someone accept the academy award i want to experience what it's like yeah that emotion the adrenaline like you could you'll live inside them for oh my god i mean that's weird though i really hope that doesn't happen but also because everyone's doing all this stuff in celebrity and and everyone's kind of got their own following now i also think that it's kind of like becoming washed out in its its importance and maybe it's a good thing i think hmm I think like part of this whole period of transition in our culture right now as like a globe, like the humans race. I was listening to some some podcast recently, I think with like, I don't forget who it was, some really smart dude in Russell Brand, who's also a really smart dude, but yeah, he's not like known for being like a scientist or anything. This guy that wrote, wrote books, this I sound like a fucking idiot for sure because I can't even remember his name <laughs> or, or his credentials. Some but smart he was guy. Putting, he was putting this, this <laughs> idea to Russell Brand together of just like we're, we're – uh, as a species as like we're we're in transition between like we've we've kind of given up religion mm. as like uh you know the western world like all the modern world is kind of like over religious belief in many ways but we have um 
we also kind of hit roadblocks with science. And it's like, we're kind of like trying to figure out what's the next, like, it's hard for everyone. He was saying that everyone, we, we are all seen as individuals now, whereas we used to kind of like all subscribe to some sort of group or lots of groups yeah. to, to, to get our identity. And now like the Western world has really embraced this idea of individualism. Everyone's, everyone feels better or, you know, humans feel more fulfilled and meaningful like in their lives when they when they lead them feeling that they're an individual and that they're not just part of some big group. Mm. But what um, what what problem is what problems that's giving to, to the society is that basically no one like feels like they're going towards anything because you kind of have to like make that sacrifice, give up some of your identity to to feel like you're doing something meaningful. It's hard to, mm. it's, it's much harder to make an impact at least on your own. If you're just in that individual and you yeah. just change yourself, <clears throat> you're like, I'm going to change myself. I'm going to change the world. Yes. But also, you know, some of us are going to change ourselves and we might not see the world changing as fast as we want, or we might like not know exactly how we're going to do that. Or we might be doing it the wrong way. Maybe we're buying a bunch of bullshit from, you know, corporate interests that are trying to convince you that this is how you're, you know, some people that's, that's what capitalism is somehow how built off of in a way is it's selling uh, individualism to people. It's like, Oh, if yeah. you wear this thing, yeah, exactly. that's you, that's how you can express yourself. Mm-hmm. Or this is how you can express yourself. Listen to, to this music. And, and we're still being divided up, but we just feel like we're being individuals, but really ultimately the, the Facebook algorithms and, and like the, the Google algorithms are sorting us into just like subgroups, little groups shit, that yeah. like basically just feed us like what we like to eat, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it doesn't necessarily make us as a society, like f- get further, get anywhere really. Cause no. it's, it's circular. And, um, man, I wish I could like, I, I, you guys should just go listen to it. It's called, because I can't, I can't remember. And I'm mm. doing a terrible job of summing this up, but it was a really interesting conversation. It was through Russell brand on his podcast called, uh, the t- the episode title, it's one of the reasons one is like, is civilization crumbling, which is an mm. interesting, I think that conversation was super thought provoking for me, but just say we're at a crossroads is what they were kind of yeah. getting at. Well, crossroads as a society and like his message was we should be stoked in embracing this crossroads because we're potentially coming up on this new age where we're all going to like kind of figure out what we can all get behind again. Like before it was religion, but we kind of like now we're not, we're not into <clears> that. And you know, for a while, like a lot of people are into science and stuff, but also s- because of the way that capitalism works, science has to even like cater to to capitalist like needs. You know, people mm-hmm. like most scientists are having to like do research and get grants to do like stupid, su- 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 like not necessarily beneficial research, just research mm-hmm. that um, feeds those little like pockets. It's like, am I going to be fat if I eat this thing? Yeah, and, like they have to study that instead of instead of studying, you know, something meaningful, something that's actually important and, and helps out humanity. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of speaking in circles here, I think. So I'm just going to show up about it. But definitely check out that <laughs> podcast. It's like I, it's just too complicated and for me to even wrap my brain around in, in one listen. I would have to like go back, I think. And listen to it again. Listen yeah. to it again. I think you guys should do it. Yeah. I, I think there's no such thing as individualism. I think it's a fucking farce because like, well, I shouldn't say there's no such thing. There's very few true individuals out there. Like mm. the guy who can go out in the woods by himself, build a fucking cabin and grow his own food and doesn't really need anyone else. That's an individual. But we've grown past that. We're, mm. we're, in, a, we're in a position in, in society where we need things from people all the time. Like if I, this coffee I have, like I had to go to someone to go get it. 
Yeah. Even if I had to, even if I made my own at home, someone packaged that coffee somewhere. Mm -hmm. I had to buy that coffee maker. You know what I mean? I didn't like whittle my own coffee cup. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's, if you look at individual individualism <clears throat> in like the truest sense of like not needing anybody else, there's no such thing really. Well, and it's not healthy. And one no, of the things that like Russell Brand was coming back yeah. at is like in his counter arguments to this guy, because they seem to be at odds a little bit. You know, okay, like, I think they were definitely kind of he's debating. so funny when he's at odds too. Oh my god, he's talking British mad accent. shit. It's hilarious. <laughs> he talks so much good and he shit. just like completely derails the conversation with like he's a comedian first and foremost, right? Yeah, so exactly. he's talking some shit at points. <laughs> it's pretty funny, but like it's an empty existence anyhow. Potentially, mm -hmm. this individualistic existence. Like, let's say again, you get isolated more and more, and what what we're looking for as humans is not like more competition and isolation necessarily, but maybe like more cooperation and more community yeah. Commu communication and cooperation and being part of something is super important, mm -hmm. super important. If you look at people in groups, like where they're doing things they enjoy with other people that do those same things, right? You, the, ha the level of happiness is so much higher than an individual who like, sits at home all day and orders, you know, their groceries from like Peapod or whatever <laughs> and sits in their house and just fucking watches Netflix all day and works from home or something. Yeah. You don't have as much to, to live for, you know, yeah. and, and living, going back to <clears throat> living a life where you're serving others. This is a huge, important part of being human because before we, I feel like before we developed into the societies that we have now and the cultures that we have now, which is just this huge weird melting pot where like everyone's overstimulated all the fucking time. Like everyone had a job, you know, like in these small groups, like small tribes and like people that were hanging out together. Like everyone had a job, like fucking Timmy has to go down to the river and get the water. Like yeah. so-and-so is going to go with him just in case a fucking Panther comes out of nowhere <laughs> and eats his ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everyone had their, their positions to be in service for that community in order to make it function and be whole. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like when the guys go out, they leave the fucking kids or whatever with, you know, to, if they're going out to hunt, they leave the kids with certain people or, you know what I mean? Like they take care of the kids, like certain people in the, in the community, things like that, you know? And now we're, we're in a position where all of our basic needs are met. Yeah. Fucking all of them are met, man. Most people, I won't say everyone, but like most people, your basic needs are met. So we don't have anything to freak out about, mm. you know? So we just freak out about the dumbest shit, like someone cutting you off on the highway or like somebody like fucking up your latte, you know, at the, at the store, that, yeah, or the yeah, cafe yeah. that you went to or, or whatever. We find shit to be upset about and like frustrated about because we don't really have anything to be frustrated about. So we, like, it's like this weird. Well, and I think that like because we like you're saying we've actually, I think, sacrificed in many ways. We think we're getting all our needs met, but we actually have just traded some of our needs for other ones in mm. some ways. It's like we've traded idea like comfort and food and water and shit over like a house over our or whatever, roof over our heads yeah. for community potentially. And like, uh, you know, that that sense of nourishment, that sense of belonging in that sense. It's like, all right, we used to all work together. And like you said, like, yeah, maybe maybe some people lived in you know poverty or whatever. I'm not like necessarily pining for the past either. I'm not saying yeah, like it yeah. was good for everyone. I'm just saying that things shit's changed with with this whole like embracing of uh of whatever. I guess like again, if we're talking about individualism, it's like you work hard, you can get what you want, you can make your shit, your dreams come true. That's good, except 
you know, it, it forces people to just constantly be thinking about working, working, working hard instead of, and then they get the things that they want, but they, it's not like everything, I guess is what I'm saying. Just like the, the, the job, the roof of your head, the food in your mouth isn't actually the full package. Yeah. Like we think it is. It's like, all right, once we have all that, it's like, well, actually, no, there's all these systems in your body that are also needing to be met. Mm -hmm. Um, in, in, in that sense of belonging or whatever, that sense of being in a, in an, in an environment that isn't just about how much shit you have, you know, it or becomes very materialistic because if we all kind of, fo yeah. I guess like to, I think a better way to say it is like, we're thinking about it all in these terms of like how much food and water and like nutrition do you have? And that's kind of like how we're framing it. Whereas mm -hmm. like, that's not really what makes us happy. Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. So just like, cause we, yeah, you're saying like all our basic needs are met and it's like, yeah, but we all thinking of our basic needs in this way that makes them, makes us think they're being met, but they, ain't, but not completely, they're yeah. not actually being met. Yeah. Or, you know, some of us have like traded, you know, some people, that's how they operate. It's a trade so they're off. fine. Yeah. But yeah. You spend your time alone so that you can work 60 hours a week to make the money to buy the car that you don't really fucking need <laughs> that you're going to crash and get killed on or killed in on the highway anyway, you know? So like you just spent your time saving up for some death trap to kill yourself. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't need <laughs> it. It makes sense necessarily. But th my point is like, we just, it, the focus, there's the focus in this, especially in this country is so external and like, and on materials, not on people. If it was an external focus on people, I think everyone would be a lot happier. Because when you focus on others and, yeah. and help others and give people things that you can give them, like, like, you know, whatever it is, comfort, you know, a mm -hmm. hug, a smile, a fucking <laughs> smile for once, people, you know, and that that itself, you know, it in turn like gives a lot of hope to humanity, and then also like that goes pretty far like that pay it forward shit with Haley joe osmond that old ass <laughs> movie i know it's an old school reference pay it forward pay baby it forward come on dog so it's a super throwback it's a super throwback but like that that was a lesson that like i feel like you know is really important for people to take in because the, the happiest i've ever felt because i'm a coach i teach parkour and the happiest i've ever felt is helping someone succeed in mm. getting a movement a line understanding something that has to do with parkour right that makes me feel almost better than um like getting a move myself or doing a sick line myself yeah you know 100 percent. and a lot of these other cultures <clears throat> again like have figured that out in some ways like yeah you hear about i don't i don't know i'm gonna sound ignorant again but like i think there's like cultures in like east asia and and some of those like more buddhist influenced or um I guess, yeah, Buddhist, Buddhist, like cultures that have like more of a Buddhist root rather than like the Christianity or like that. Cause Christianity in a way is an individualistic root. Mm. And like, I don't know, again, like I'm stealing and, and fucking up and messing up what these guys were saying on that podcast I just listened to, but those things are just on my mind lately. <laughs> but he was yeah. saying that like part of what revolution I became like this revolutionary concept in the Protestant church or whatever is like the idea that you didn't need to go to you didn't need to do what the church told you to have a relationship with god or something mm -hmm. and like that's what helped it explode because then it, that fed that individualistic nature where people are like oh i can achieve if i can get my relationship with god without the church's like intervention like the catholic catholic church was like no you need to come through us we're the mediators between yeah. you and, and the afterlife and everything then that helped them grow in some way but also again 
with with the east asian cultures and stuff it's like they went in some ways the other way it's like that when they want to feel better the the default mode is to help people yeah if they want to you know in, in our culture if you want to feel better what we're seeing is people go oh let me go buy some shit for myself yeah, i want to go i want to go eat some shit or just indulge like it's an indulgent yeah. thing whereas to feel better in other cultures is to serve yeah and like they know that that's going to actually like make you feel better and it strengthens the people around you mm-hmm. like if you could, if you strengthen the people around you you're just strengthening the house you know that is that you're built you're like building you know yeah you're building something when you strengthen just yourself you have this tiny little shack you get blown <laughs> over super super easily you know once a storm fucking comes oh yeah so you want to if you build up the people around you and, and you create that for yourself and out of like if you do it out of love too man people people will respect you people will people will be grateful and in turn like it just changes the dynamic of the relationship of you in, in influencing your community yeah you know like people don't see you well as, like, you see that you know, like i mean have you been to denmark uh I fucking wish dude i mean just denmark is there. the only country that like i've been to that's sort of like this that i can that i can re- recollect at least mm-hmm. but like having traveled <laughs> i want to really travel more because the more i get a different look at again like just like we're looking at the sickness in our own bodies with like from different angles like visiting different cultures is like just visiting different specialists trying to heal your injuries it's like by going to england by going to denmark i've been able to see like the sicknesses in my own culture you know more Mm -hmm. i'm like all right what do i need to change my own lifestyle because the way these guys are living is so different like and i felt this way again like it's just like the those physical injuries and the community in Denmark and stuff and the way that the government and like the whole culture there has embraced parkour. And it's odd because like they have some of the best practitioners in the world. Yeah. 100%. And they have definitely one of the best communities, but you don't really see, it's not, it's not as much like the UK and American cultures where it ends up as like this epitome is like becoming the pro version, the pro athlete. Mm -hmm. It's more about helping people and stuff like that. Creating the community, creating the community. So they have like an extremely strong community. Um, whereas a lot of people, you know, on this side of the Atlantic or whatever, we're focused on like building our own careers and stuff. Again, being more individual. And we see some people that make it and they're probably super stoked, but we also see a lot of people I think over here that are feeling shitty because they're not, they're not getting the sense of community and they're not making it as individuals. Maybe, yes. you know, whereas like everyone feels good over there and it doesn't matter if you're like insanely good or if you're like the biggest pro yeah. or not. So just the focus on the goals and stuff is very different. And like what people value, the values are, they're very different over there. Yeah. And it's supposed to be the happiest nation on the planet, right? That's what I hear. Like five years running or some shit. And, to Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> and we got an orange president. So like, <laughs> Who knows? An I'm just Loompa saying, like, president. I'm just saying, I, I've I've been thinking more and more about, like, is this really where I want to live? You know, the way that, like, technology all hooks us all up now. I can take a plane. I could probably go live somewhere else. Yeah. And um, Easily, man. Communicate with anyone you want to communicate with from basically. I don't know that anyway. I share the same values is all I'm saying as America because it just, it's, it's, it makes me want to throw up sometimes, like, what people value over here. It also just is stressful as fuck. Yeah, because even if you don't resonate with the the vibe of the culture, you know, Mm -hmm. it actually kind of makes it worse because you're you feel like almost like alone in it in some in some weird way um, because you can't relate. 
Yeah. You know? Like, like the majority, you can't relate to the majority, you know? Yeah. And, uh, that and I just well, and it's not even a real majority. That's what's fucked up. I that's think, true. Too. Yeah, it's like this again, weird just like this Instagram bullshit. Created, it's like yeah. if you're on it, you've already bought in extra to the system. Yeah. So just by the very nature of you being on these social media things, being on Facebook, yeah, you're you're getting this skewed sample of people that already are subscribing to that culture, probably more than people that don't. Yep. Because people that wouldn't subscribe to it wouldn't be on Facebook. They're just living their lives, like trying to just doing their thing. To do it more, maybe like the old fashioned way, you could say, or just like maybe a more complete look at things instead of who knows i don't know well they say like i'm certainly like on some of these things you know so <laughs> out of necessity right i deleted i deleted yeah i drank the kool-aid too i mean <laughs> you have to like there comes a time when you kind of gotta drink the kool-aid i mean especially in our in uh this parkour culture of ours where you know it's like you want to you try not to subscribe to the idea of individualism at least i do you know and but you i like held off on Instagram for years and I, d I deleted my Facebook for two years up until recently. Mm. So like, but I had to get back on it for, you know, I've been doing this move mag stuff. So I had to get back on it so I could connect with people, you know? So yeah. sometimes it's like the, the well, necessity. It's like, it's like, it's technology. It's always going to give us as many issues as it does like solutions, you know? It's a, yeah, it's just kind of like the nature that. of the, it's double edged sword. It's when it was a sword, it was double edged. And when it's the internet, it's still double edged. You yeah. Know? It's fucking, they're all, they're all advancements in technology and new tools, mm. and they're always dangerous. But this is the first time like all this shit is happening in, in human history, as far it's as we so know. It's so nuts. But so I think again, I think it's results. exciting. It's like what is it's 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 opened up this huge wound in our society in some ways. But it's also gonna give us the opportunity, like you said, we're growing from it. You know. Yeah. I don't think people know what to do with it yet, and that's like why you know people are in pain or they're not like. They're not know necessarily figuring out like how to navigate through this environment. You know, in America, I see it all over the place because, again, I think ours is a hyper materialistic culture compared yep. to like some other nations. Oh yeah, and so we're getting both ends of it. We uh, we have like one of the we have mid the most melting in the pot, and we're one of the youngest nations. Yeah. So like we have the most expressions of like there's like there's newer culture here. But also it's like there is no culture that ties us all together in some ways any, because we don't have like a rich history that that binds that us, unifies together. us yeah, you know yeah. it's interesting so like that's why I think you see that expression of hyper individualism hyper um, just leaning fully on that side of the scale of mm. I don't know there's just something that's what's that's what's interesting about America I think that's one of the reasons I do enjoy like being here is because it is such a chaotic environment in some ways mm. and like things aren't figured out. Like in, in Finland, when we went to Finland, um, like that country felt like it was almost, they had too much shit figured out for me. Like it was almost <laughs> like, I was like, you guys are all too happy and like just content with your lives. What's going on here? Like there wasn't like, they drank Kool-Aid too. They, they drink, they drink <laughs> like, but like their Kool-Aid's nourishing at least, I guess. Like everyone seemed really happy and really good. Yeah. But like, I almost was uncomfortable in that environment because it was, it was too docile and like stable in a way, yeah. in a weird way. It was like, all right, this is like too much stability. Like I want more adventure more in my chaotic, life. And like, yeah. I don't know that I would get it out here. Like if I, if I, not, not shitting on Finland. Um, I mean, I'm just saying like it was Finland. It was like early spring so it was cold maybe the people are a little more lively at certain times i mean the culture is a product it, it, though of living in america huh 
Do you oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, no, I'm definitely a product chaos. of my environment. That's yeah. why I felt uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable, but like I was like, I was ready for more chaos. Yeah. When we left Finland, I was like, that place was so cool and so interesting. But I don't know that I would feel happy living there, and that's because maybe I'm conditioned. Yeah. To, to want more of that, but you know, whatever. I'm aware of it. It's still not going to like mean that I'd be stoked to live there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's too late. <laughs> they can't save me now. You know, I didn't grow up there, so like, I want, I want to live in, like with more adventure or like the this illusion of adventure at least yeah sure and, and you know the chaos of, of america is insane but what it, what it gives us is like the ability to do some of the greatest things though too like we got we got the elon musks out here like firing their own rockets we have like we export like crazy Fucking amounts crazy. of like crazy culture and yeah there's good things that come with it i'm not entirely shitting on our culture i'm just saying that well it's a platform for for certain individuals mm-hmm. you kind of win the lottery kind of has to do with hard work it's like a mixture of like certain circumstances yeah if you're the person with the with the ideas <clears throat> the million dollar the billion dollar ideas and you have the this is the best place to, to express them yeah. this is where they're going to take off and you're going to be able to like really go somewhere with it yeah but you know and that's when when you get your bill gates is and you your bill, elon musks is elon musk guy musk guys <laughs> I mean, it's just, it, I mean, it's, it's a crazy place. Like I think George Carlin put it best. Like he's one of my favorite comedians. He goes, when you're born in this world, you get a ticket to the freak show. And when you're born in America, you get a front row seat. Yeah. It's just like, that's what it feels like to me. Cause it's just craziest here. Yeah. It's not like it's any less crazy in, in some ways in these other places, but it's, I think the craziest in America. Sometimes hmm. we have the most catalyst, like, Mm. catalytic environment there's just more chemistry happening here because there's just too much there's too many things like it's too many directions to everyone like, like, and, and we fully embrace that we're like yeah do whatever the fuck you want like <laughs> see what happens just go you for know? it and we we super encourage it but i don't know but at also, the same time there's all these systems that basically bog you down if you're in a certain predicament well and it become it becomes easier yeah. to take advantage of of the people that don't have the they don't teach you the tools to navigate that that no. environment. That's what's happening. You have to figure that shit out yourself. Yeah. So that's the crazy thing about this country is the education system is such garbage. Literally, is it's yeah. so bad, man. It's it's so bad. I I don't really remember much I learned in school. All, all the shit that I really learned about life and how to fucking navigate this this country and and just the world itself like happened out of me going through experiences, being in a lot of emotional pain. <laughs> accepting that emotional pain and moving forward you know yeah and and that like <laughs> that's how a lot of people live their lives you know um in this country and then you have like the the, the few people that are standing on the shoulders like you ever seen tony ja the of course the protector you know when he's like i don't know running... about the protector i saw like uh which one which movie is uh on bach yeah like one two and two. three i think like, there's like two or three yeah yeah but you know when he like runs on people's shoulders mm-hmm that's like what I think of it as, you know, like yeah. you got like the top three people that are like unboxing people's shoulders, <laughs> fucking <laughs> flipping all over the damn place. And then you got the dudes are just getting their asses kicked, like all the stuntmen. And like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's kind of how I see it. Just yeah, right now. I mean, we celebrate, we celebrate who it's so hyper competitive that it's like, I mean, the people that do get to the top like these geniuses with the billion i mean like that's who ends up there is like the people with the billion dollar ideas and stuff and like 
but it's it's super centered around money which is annoying yeah because uh which that's, is a o- fucked that's up the only thing like i don't think there's anything wrong with that i think like it's cool that all these like the elon musk can build things here and like you can have these geniuses you can have these crazy celebrities and stuff but like you're saying the education system is so fucked it's like i'm looking at youtube and i'm looking at you kim kardashian and i'm looking at like <laughs> All the shit that like people follow, and it's like, all right, well, no one's actually like checking any of this either. That's the problem. It's like minimal fact checking. Yeah, it's checking, like who yeah. who are we, you know, just like Elon Musk can get some of the the best ideas out of here. His, his smart ideas are getting him to the top. But also with Kim Kardashian, like the Kardashian family or something like this, like which, you know, I personally, I think it's a certain kind of genius. Like they're they're able to capitalize on like people's des- desires, and they know like teens and little like teenage girls like how to capitalize on them and like keep keep them interested and stuff but they're playing to our worst nature instead of like our best nature you know totally and like that's what i'm that's all that you get over here sometimes is like no one like you're free to do that as well and they're still going to celebrate it and all advertisements are trying to cater to like there's oh i I used to had it figured out at one point i'll see if i can remember it but it's it's like there's like three things that all advertisements trying to cater to being more sexual, uh, more sexually desired attractive. sexually uh-huh. or sexually attractive, right? The ability to have more time and then comfort. This thing will give you more time, make you more sexually desirable, and give you comfort in your life. And that's like all what you're saying is they played like the worst parts of our, our, de- yeah. like our needs in that area, which we were talking about earlier, like, uh, aren't necessarily met, you know? Yeah. Like, so when they it's time and comfort sexually, you know, it's whatever. That's your thing. Hey. So, but hey, we all want to. We more, all. I mean, want who doesn't to, want more time? It's not like yeah. those are bad things either. No, they're not bad things. They're things yeah. that like that are they're products of the culture. Discomfort, mm-hmm. not having enough time to do the shit you need to do, feeling unattractive because you have you know magazine models and Instagram and all this, all these other fucking media outlets yeah. that are that are showing you this is like what you could be, and then you look at it, you're like, I'm not that. And then it's debilitating. You're like, fuck, like now I have all this anxiety and I can't, I don't even know where to place this energy because mm-hmm. it's, it's so overwhelming. And, uh, people like look at that and then all advertisements are trying to cater to that. Like if you do this, you'll get one of these three things out of it. So yeah. buy our product and it's catering towards our, our desires, but desires that like we were talking about have aren't met like our needs that aren't met. Yeah. It's know? like, all right. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we should all not, you know, Instead of buying shit, or at least being con- tried to convince that we need all these material goods to feel these things, like maybe that should be more part of our culture. And then the things that we actually want to spend our money on don't have to do with like us feeling. I mean, we're always gonna have that with sexual attraction and, and yeah. time and money. Like, but it, it does it have to be this far? Does it have to be a sickness? You yeah. know, that's what I it don't is, know. Basically, it's a sickness, man. Yeah. Whatever. The fuck do I know, dude? Like, I, I know, mean, like, I know, like, I'm going <laughs> to solve anything, dude. Like, come on. Like, that's talking how, about it doesn't that part solve of like what having these anyway, conversations yeah. is, is I'm like, uh, it's so complicated. Like, what am I supposed to say? Like, I don't know. what. The, I just wish, you know, wishing is stupid, though. Like, in a way, it's like, oh, I wish this. It's like, well, I got to go out and do do something. Yeah. Well, you can, you can start with yourself and you start with the circle around you, you know, like building up that community, building yeah. up that, that foundation and that base. So that, I think that sometimes it's yeah. just like the ruthless ruthlessness of life is expressed in this way too mm. like you watch nature documentaries or i like to watch them oh hell yeah and like Planet you realize Earth that life is ruthless anyways yeah and so 
it feels ruthless out here, but I guess sometimes I'm like, well, that's just kind of the way it is, isn't it? That's the way it's mm-hmm. always been. You know, like we aren't killing each other with swords, but now we're killing each other with emotional and psychological warfare. It's yeah. like who, you know, who can come up and this is kind of a I don't want to sound cynical, but like this is kind of the way, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is solving this problem where he he helps people feel like individuals because they're posting their things on Facebook. Yep. But ultimately <clears throat> he's just like running to the bank with like all these numbers and like knowing how to monetize the audience that he's like he's he's created yep and um and really what his product does is is yeah allow it feeds that that desire to be an individual but it doesn't advance anyone's like it doesn't actually help most people in their lives a few people it helps and a lot of people it's whatever probably it's neutral right they use it in like a whatever way but um for other people it's being it's 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 not it's not a zero sum or it's not a, it's not having a good effect on the nation you know like he, he's selling things there's, there's all that controversy with the russian um involvement in our election even like where they mm-hmm. think that like they they played off of these these numbers and these algorithms to feed us and unknowingly or knowingly yeah the algorithms like give us they, they're not good yeah. for society like so again with the focus being on money and stuff like that's what's driving yeah. the thing the the force but I, really that's the best that's the best we can do right we haven't right found now, a better system right we haven't, now it is no one's got a better system and like we yeah. have to make these these changes like slowly i got and slowly and surely but it's it's an uphill battle still because yeah the vested interests don't like have any need or want to to change like they're they're making lots of money if you're if you're in the upper percentiles and stuff like you're stoked right yeah. now because you've already if you saw if you can make it you're chilling you know it's it's just like the same problem with the fighters union i watch like ufc a lot yeah. where like the fighters that they need to get on board to unionize aren't going to get on board and unionize because they're the ones that are already making millions yep the big superstars conor mcgregor and ronda rousey and and uh john jones and like brock lesnar and stuff those are the guys that they need to get on board to convince the UFC, like, yes, like the fighters need to get paid more or they need to get like some kind of benefits. They need to be protected. Yes. Um, but they don't give a shit because they're already making millions. You yeah. know, they're already like, they're like, whatever, there's no problem for me. Like I, they're able to beat the system or at least work with the system, you know, and that's and that idea of individualism. Right? Then, yeah. So not, wor- not worrying, then, worrying about yourself and not the people around you. Yeah. Cause then they don't give a fuck about the people around them. And then every, everybody suffers because of it. Mm hmm. And that's like, dude, yeah, that shit is fucked up in my opinion. Right. I just think yeah. it's, uh, I mean, obviously like I'm not rich as fuck, you know, <laughs> I don't have a lot of money. All I have is my time, but I give my time to my students. I give my time to the people I care about and I try to like enrich their lives yeah. and not like in a weird egotistical way where I'm just like, yeah, I'm doing something good for someone else. You know, I do it because give I want a nice pat on the I'm back. So, yeah. I'm so cool. Look at me. Like, that's not the right angle, but you just do it because it's going to make you feel better and it's going to make them feel better and you're going to develop better relationships and you're going to have a life that is more relaxed, less stressed out because you're not relying on yourself for everything. Yeah, 100%. It's fucking stressful, dude. Stressful, man. It's stressful, man. Yeah, it's a beast out here. Um, speaking of like... You mentioned that you did like the move mag stuff. Like, yeah. can you just touch on that? Like, I don't know exactly what you're, uh, you did an AMA with John Hall. 
Yes, I did from the UK. And that um, was your first and only so far? Only so far. What, so what are you doing? You're working with MoveMag. Correct. I just started working with them. Um, so I just started working with them a couple weeks, working with them a couple weeks ago. And uh, maybe three weeks ago, I got pulled on board. Um, uh, essentially doing correspondent work. So I just want to do interviews with people in the sport. Um, right now, what we're doing is we're doing a feature of all of the speakers at Art of Retreat, or at least a good handful of them. Mm-hmm. And we're doing an Ask Me Anything. So uh, keep your eyes out for that if you're listening, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to come up with like 10, 15 questions for the person, kind of roll through, talk about what their speech was about at Art of Retreat. For those that don't know what Art of Retreat is, it is an event that takes place in New York, New York City, New York. And <laughs> and they bring coaches from all around the states and even internationally and bring them together and they just share ideas. So like this is the project I've been working on. These are like the things that I think are, are of value in our sport, discipline, whatever you want to call it. And uh, it's just a chance for these coaches to get around and share their ideas. So everybody in the community grows based off of this event. And so, um, yeah, so we're doing Ask Me Anything's the AMA um the AMAs for these speakers and just I'm picking their brains, talking to them about what, what they're doing with their time and how they're investing, uh, you know, their time into the sport and the things that they're coming up with. So, um, it's really, really exciting for me. I really like talking to people. So that's like a lot of fun. I'm right there with you, big boy. (laughs) We're doing this right now. You know, I like talking. This is right. I am good at talking. (laughs) Me to so <laughs> so yeah keep an eye out for that and then also uh i'm working on some articles uh that's well i'm working on an article right now uh and then hopefully if this goes well i'll be doing more um, but i'm going to take a month probably or maybe a couple months to write this particular one it's it's going to be about the um the evolution and direction of parkour and the people that are pushing parkour into the spotlight all around the world and uh just unbiased fact an unbiased factual article about about that topic because i feel like there's really nothing out there everyone's kind of one-sided on on um how they feel about the sport and its direction you know what do you think that is what's the one side um well they they either are holding on to one side or another based off of their own their own experiences their own experiences with parkour you know um so so or just I don't know. I mean, cer- certain I, people are like, we don't want it to be an international sport, or we don't want don't, we don't like what the International Parkour Federation is doing, or we think you know Apex is doing this wrong or that wrong, or everyone's kind of just taking shots at each other, and no one's really sitting down and and communicating about what you know what we really want to do and mm-hmm. how it's going to get done, or what what can we actually control and what can we not control. You know, because, yeah. you know, at a certain point, it's it's going to be out of our hands. The sport is growing so fast that we can't pin it down and be like, no, you fucking do this. You know, yeah, like the store just crazy... hit one million subscribers. That's amazing. Like, oh, that's shit. a huge milestone. That's it's huge. like we have a parkour team now that is on the same levels of I mean, it's surpassing some of the most recognized names in other communities, other sport or like other extreme sports, at least. Yeah, totally. That I follow. It's like BMX and skateboarders like. A lot of them don't have a million subscribers on their channels. No. What's also interesting to me is like we have vlogging as 
sort of like a top tier thing that's happening right now. Like many of the best practitioners in the world put together daily vlogs and stuff. Yeah. Where other other industries like that's not where the the top the top athletes they go to competitions and like I guess it's probably where it's going to end up. I mean maybe maybe mm-hmm. everyone does that, you know? Like it's it seems to be if you have a huge audience it's a money maker and it's a uh it's a great great way to supplement your income because if you're training any day anyways like i don't know why you wouldn't you know as a pro yeah. athlete it makes sense but it's Monetize not like, time, it's not yeah. the yeah it's not the it's not the model for everyone else yet yeah you know which well that's is the thing is there's no perfect model for making money in parkour there's no there's no like this is these are the four routes you can take you no. know no and the other thing is there's not a lot of people trying to create those routes or it would be like, you know, give people the tools to be able to find their own routes. Mm. And I feel like that's like a huge part of um, issues in park, an issue in parkour in general is because you get a lot of athletes that are just getting burnt out because they're just like, I've worked my ass off for like a decade and I, nothing, <laughs> nothing has happened. Yeah. I mean, the context of, I mean, it's tough because ultimately I look at the context, the historical context of where we're at. Yeah. And the opportunities that people like want to be there might not exist yet. And you can you're going to have to work extra hard to create them or you're going to get burnt out. Maybe like you're saying. Yeah. Or you're going to be one of the people that that is the first of like, you know, this this store team, for example, store is like the biggest team for sure in the sport right now. Yep. And like. I don't know that there could be. I mean, there's definitely nothing like them. You know, what they're doing is like, in, like it's super unique and special. But also, like, if if everyone tries to do what they're doing, it might not even work. Like, there might be only room for, like, kind of one or two of those, you yeah. know, at, at a certain point. Like, or at least something that's like them. Like, they own a certain market share. And that's, like, I think part of the problem what people are doing or with what people do in any industry is that they try to latch on to the idea that has worked. So, like, yeah, there's no four ways to do it. But also, once there is the ways to do it, like once there is a way to do it, yeah, that means it's hyper competitive. Yep. You know, so it's like if you if you latch onto the the way that it's supposed to be done, well, then you're not the first one there. Probably you're probably like one no of way, thousands yeah. to millions of people that also see the same idea, Dude, and they're yeah. like, all right, we're gonna do that too. And so now, you have a saturated. You, you better be. You better be. People. It's still gonna be. It's still gonna be. It, it. The work never goes away. Is what I'm saying. Like I almost yeah. don't see it as like a you're either doing a lots of work either creatively or not, you know, you either we're doing all the work, like creatively figuring out, like they blazed the trail to create this. Like that's where some of the work comes from now to get where stores at. It's not like you don't know what to do in some ways, but yeah. you're going to have to work 10 times harder on like just the, the execution than they might've had to, because they were literally the first, Yep. you know? So it's See, like, they open up a pathway for you to learn from like what they've done yeah. for sure. And they yeah. are, they set the bar really high, you they know? Did. And like yeah. everyone, I mean, <laughs> I'm not, and they're still, they're still rocking it. They're still killing it. So like, I don't know that you can like actually escape that, you know? Like, I think that's almost a, the wrong way to look at it. And if you're, if you're thinking, if you're feeling that way, if you're feeling like, Oh, I worked hard enough and it's not working out. It's like, well, maybe, Again, this is like maybe I've subscribed to that individualism too much, but yeah, it's yeah. like maybe you didn't work hard enough or maybe there's something that you can change that you can work harder at yeah. or that you can work smarter at. Maybe it's like maybe you are working as hard as anyone ever could or needs to, yep. but you're putting your energy in the wrong places. And that's probably more likely the case because I know there's tons of hardworking people 
and I know that parkour practitioners in general like are not adverse to like being really hard working, but <laughs> is it is it like a is it yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying like I don't know for sure, but I also just know that like you might have to work smarter. You might have to like change things up. Like it's not going to it's like it doesn't I don't think it's unique to our industry even. Hmm. I think that like it's it's always that way. There's like established routes and you can either grind as hard as fuck to get that or there's you like unestablished route, routes yeah. that like you can you're still going to work hard as fuck but it's just in a different way. Yep. But like ultimately no one's going to if you're trying to to do anything like any amount of success kind of comes with a certain amount of luck for sure, but yeah. a certain like the kind of this consistent amount of of eth- work ethic and intelligence and stuff that like Adap- all these people have, to, you know. Yeah. To like what's working and what's not working, being critical of yourself I think is huge. Adapt to overcome. Shout out to the Modus projects. Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know what the fuck I'm saying, but hey. I think, you know, I think. Hey, you just. Hey, just say it out. It's going to be a beast out there no matter what. Is no all matter I'm what you do. Yeah. I agree with that, man. I think there's a lot of, I mean, there's so many factors that play in our, you know, in our sport as well towards like whether you're going to be successful or not, you know? Like for me, I just got held back by a 15 month injury. Yeah. You know? So I had to just do other shit. <laughs> and that's 100%. just like life. That's life. You know? That's just life, life. Life happens. And that's cool. But, but, uh, you know, it'd be nice to have more, I think just more jobs in the sport would be great, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, just to give people more variety within what they can be doing with it, you know, um, which d- that's just going to come in time, you know, I think yeah. over time that's going to start to be an availability for people to go different routes besides like the, the athlete or the vlogger, you know, mm-hmm. like other other areas and other options well, yeah there's it. education like education is yeah. the most like stable route right now right I now think. yeah mm-hmm. like being paid to teach and coach or whatever that's yep. the that's the most established like stable thing so if you're into that that's probably the most secure thing you can do yeah and then athlete route is super it's i think it's always going to be intense it's dicey dude it's dicey out there because the game the game is always changing the bar is consistently raising and all the time yeah you have to be on top of your shit. You got to be on top of it. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, at a certain point, like you, you either have the innovative qualities to keep like, you're going to have to reinvent yourself too. like anyone that's out where they're at store included, like they've gone through fucked up injuries and yep. they've gone through, I'm sure setbacks in many ways, or like, let's not even look at them as a team, but like more like individuals and stuff. Maybe yeah. like you look at uh, someone like a Dom tomato. It's like, I'm sure he's, um, cause I see him as one of the most, uh, popping Instagram or like popping, uh, athletes in our time right now, or br- like a Brody yeah. possum, like some of these people, like they've branched out in many different ways. They weren't doing the same thing every day and they weren't necessarily grinding. And, you know, I don't know what the formulas are for each of them. They're, they're super unique. I'm sure. But yeah, you have, uh, I, I guess I'm just, I'm a little bit lost. Like what the fuck am I saying? But like, you're. You're gonna be Jesus. Like, well, I don't know what we're even talking about. You're, we're talking about like, what were you we saying? Like, <laughs> like, fuck. You're talking I about need more coffee, ada- bro. Adapting and changing to the way the sport is evolving and growing. You, you're gonna have to reinvent yourself. You're gonna oh, have yeah, to yeah. grind really hard. You're gonna have to be someone who stands out in a particular way. And uh, that actually brings up a whole other thing. Is I don't know. Like, I'm sure you've noticed it, but. 
it's just like so many people move the same nowadays and I fucking hate it. <laughs> I go on my Instagram and I'm like, yeah. cool, you did a cork at the end of your line. Well, yeah, look at Pasha. Really? He's still doing new moves. Sick Every time fuck, you dude. see him, he doesn't do anything like you've, you've really seen before hardly. Yeah, and he's That's not. what I'm saying. It's like that's mm-hmm. what made him where he's at. Yeah. And then everyone imitates him instead of. And doing their own shit. Doing, you know, like, yeah, exactly. It's like if you're if you're actually trying to sell yourself on the idea of being an individual like like these guys are. Stop doing whatever you have else to is like doing. actually be an, an individual in some way. People look at like you know? the there's like a movement like like set now. Like, oh, these are these are the staple moves I need to know. Like cast back, cork, fucking huge strides, like whatever, you know? And then it's become something I think where people are just like especially through Instagram, it's like this weird collective consciousness of like, oh, I wanna do that. I want to be like that person, so I'm gonna learn these moves. I go the other way. I when do I too. See, when I see a bunch of shit going down and everyone's doing it, I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'm like, I actually lose interest. Yep. Because I'm like, everyone's doing that, and it just makes me go, mm, yep. I want to try something else. Yeah. Because I, that's just always been like, I want to see something new. I want to like always be doing different, you different know, personally. Yeah. And I know that I'm not like actually like the kind of person that can improve on like some of these things. I'm not going to be able, I mean, I could, I guess, like, I don't want to like short, sell myself completely short, but I'm like, come on, well, I'm not going to like, work, yeah. I'm not going to tumble better than like anyone's ever tumbled, you know? So if I go down that route, like, it's just not going to work for me. I'm not, I'm not that person. I don't have like the background to push any in that direction or the desire. Yeah. I so, feel like for a lot of people is like catering to what they think they're supposed to be doing versus like doing what they want to be doing mm-hmm. or exploring things that they're not sure they want to be doing, you know? Just get out there and fuck around and be like, oh, that was cool. How did that work? Let me try that, you know? And, yeah. Or uh, seeing something you well, like. Well, like from you said, you stopped training, it. and that was like one of the most like gr- high growth periods of your life, right? Yeah. 100%. I mean, I went through a breakup as well. So I basically like quit, quit my job, had an injury, w- was denied it for like three months, quit my job, and got kicked out of this place that i was living in to no fault of my own by the way i just want mm-hmm. everyone to know i'm a good person <laughs> sure and sure uh, <laughs> and got in a relationship like all within the same like week you know and Ooh. yo yeah exactly and then going through like all of that completely changed my environment it completely changed my lifestyle and it completely changed my view of what was important in my life at that time. Mm. And um, not only until I just broke up with this this girl that I was with for like a year, um, did I really did it really hit me? Because it was almost like I went into this weird like stasis when I got in the relationship. I was with somebody who um, was amazing person, super caring, super sweet, was willing to help me through like all my issues because I was having a lot of injuries. I was getting sick a lot too. Mm. Um, I was living in a place that had mold and a dust and I found out later that I'm allergic to both. So I was getting like respiratory infections and sinus infections like every few months. And then that would knock me out for two weeks and you know, I'm trying to heal from an injury. So my body is just like all fucked up. And so I was in a position where someone was able to take care of me. Someone was able to like help me attain the things I need. And so I was in this weird like stasis where I was just like in purgatory, like floating around in that cocoon in the cocoon. Yeah. Yeah. And fucking only when I broke the chains of the relationship was I able to actually start growing because I, I, it was like this weird healing process that I needed to go through. And I'm so grateful for everything that my ex did for me. But sometimes you end up with the wrong person, you know, 
even most though times. most times, yeah, mo- <laughs> I mean, yeah, look at the statistics. Sometimes, most of the time, you're gonna end up with if the you, wrong if ever, person. If it was just sometimes, we'd all just be with the right person yeah. almost, right? <laughs> There'd only be a few of us hanging around out here with, so, with, with, with the wrong dick person. Swinging. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so only like after I I, get, I came out of the cocoon and, and like started to recognize like my position in and like I wasn't I was went through a shitty depression even in that relationship like having most of my needs met like mm. not didn't go hungry had a place to sleep like um she was making more money than me so she was able to take care of my health uh, issues paying paying those bills. sugar mama little sugar mama great woman <laughs> great woman um but like I said not the right person right so so coming into that after everything else like like putting all of my energy into that relationship and being like, all right, like I'm going to focus on getting better. I'm going to focus on being in this relationship and, and trying to find happiness. Right. And then coming to that head of like, Oh fuck, I'm, I'm with the wrong person. <laughs> like, like that realization Shit. of like, now I'm going to lose this too. You know, yeah, I'm going to lose this thing that I just built for a year, you know? And, um, but the moment I let go of that, how'd you know you were with the wrong person? Um, I wasn't happy. Mm, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was like the simplest way to put it is I wasn't happy and she didn't really seem happy. And uh, there's a lot of compatibility issues as well. Yeah. And when you have mul- like when you have multiple compatibility issues, that's going to put a strain on the Things relationship. Things start stacking up. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's you know, it's one thing if there's like a, a couple issues, you can work them out, you know, but when there's multiple issues and you're unhappy and you're you don't have the energy to deal with the shit because you're fucking too depressed and too in your own head and too into your own emotions or whatever, right? Like I had to make a very selfish decision to leave this relationship. Yeah. But I also did it for the both of us because yeah. she I don't want to keep pulling her along and being like you know, yeah, I'm totally into this and this is going great when I don't feel that way, you know? And, yeah. and I had to be honest with her a couple times and we it turned into a fight, you know? So and that's not good when you're trying to be honest with your significant other and then it just turns into a fight. Well, I mean, it may, you know. may depend how you fight as well. Like, yeah, maybe you fight really well. I do. Sometimes people fight together and they don't like they actually can resolve things that's, with their fights. That's so funny you say that because I, I learned from this relationship that like part of being in a relationship, you have to like the way the other person argues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You have to be like, damn, that was a good point. Yeah. yeah. I agree. You know, I agree. <laughs> like, damn, you got me. You got me. Like that's like that bridles like a little bit of respect for the other person, you know? Yeah. You all, yeah, you have to like, yeah, or garners some respect. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, you know, there was just a lot of moments in the fights where I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> like I don't, what, you know? Yeah. And so that, but either which way I came out of the relationship and that was the moment the cocoon opened and I spread my, I'm going to spread my wing. Oh, you got them wet got butterfly nice wings open. I got them butterfly wings <laughs> <laughs> spread them wide open. And that was that was the moment that I was like, oh fuck! Like I started believing in myself again. I started being like, all right, like you can take on life again. Like life is overwhelming. Yes, life can be difficult, but there's all these fucking things that you have that you fucking ignored because you've been so self-centered. Hmm. You know, like people that actually care about me. You know, <laughs> a fucking job where I can actually make money. Yeah. Students that needed me felt like they needed me. You know, yeah, yeah. in order to teach them, people that missed me. You know, mm-hmm. at the place that I was working. And then also just like motivation and inspiration. If you fucking are in a, a – if you're feeling unmotivated and uninspired, put yourself in a shitty position. Put yourself in a position where you have to make money. You have to move. You have to whatever. If you put yourself in a position where you have to grow, you're going to grow. 
And I feel like a lot of people run away from that. Yeah. They run away from opportunity because of that. Oh fuck, I got it. That's scary. Yeah. I'm gonna have to grow if I do that. I well, yeah, because like again, like they're trying to sell us on this comfort and stuff. All of a sudden, you build this little special little cocoon, like yeah. you're saying. <laughs> you build this little thing around yourself, and then you realize that that's not what makes anyone happy. Is like being in this stable, perfect little cocoon. Like, yep. That you can't you can't solve like you're 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 a verb. Like people are living their lives and people move and change and like their desires like can't be met with one lifestyle you know yeah. like you're saying so i 100 percent agree like yeah you have to go towards that and i think the more that you can embrace that discomfort the happier that's what you that's when you're good because that's yeah. that's what's empowering you to believe in yourself right yeah you're able to like go through some discomfort and be like okay i can i can do these things yep. you remember that, that that's what life is always going to be yeah it's like not being able and then not and then you feel stoked like that's what's going to make you continuously perpetually happy is like being able to not only seek out challenge and, and accept it but or rather not avoid it but accept it and seek it out you know mm -hmm. yeah and put yourself in that, that position put yourself in uncomfortable positions every day every day because that's like that is what brings about growth like it's exactly mm -hmm. what brings about growth it also challenges your mind yep you have to problem solve in different ways in new ways you have to come up with you know, ways to um, deal with those things that are in front of you. And so many people like put the fucking blinders on, you know, and they, and like out of the peripheral, all this shit's going on and you can, you can focus and you can focus in on what you need to, if you put those blinders on for a second and just do it, you know, but it's easy to get distracted by all this shit going on around you, you know? And uh, it's important, I think, to just be okay with, being uncomfortable you know be okay with it well, okay i mean it's it. gonna force you to anyhow yeah most of the time like <laughs> it's gonna like get to that point you know whether whether you want it to be or not like you can you can go towards it or you can run away from it it's gonna catch up with you yeah and if you're running away you're going the more backwards. you run away from it the more you're probably gonna like yeah exactly <laughs> you're just like <laughs> you're running away from the destination which is like just getting to that point where you can confront it yeah you know which the sooner that happens, the better. Like the more you run away, like the more you're just delaying. The inevitable. The inevitable. Yeah. Which for me was like the value I put in my training. Like I'm a piece of shit if I don't get this fucking wall flip. <laughs> God damn it. I fucking midfooted on the rail. <laughs> like all that shit, dude. All that shit is so, it's so internalized, but external at the same time. Like it's not that. It's like I hated myself because I wasn't meeting my own expectation, which was an external thing almost. Yeah. Because it, and, and others too. Like feeling like I needed to meet others' expectations as a coach. I'm the oh, head yeah. coach of Apex Movement Denver. I fucking can't be this line shitty. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm fucking talking about it on Instagram like, didn't feel that great today. Still hit so this many people line. are so hard on themselves on Instagram. They ripping so, on themselves. Everyone shits on themselves oh, with their posts. God. We're like, can't it, do it we're, anymore. We're overly humbled to the point of like, hypercritical yeah i hate I see ourselves. that everywhere it's like yeah. how are we talking to ourselves like you this is a conversation that is not going on in the community either oh yeah like no one's like dude that was fine like what are you talking about you yeah. know and then like and it's almost like some people almost put it out there for a little bit of validation like someone tell me that like i'm yeah. not that much of a piece of shit yeah they're fishing for compliments yeah in a way. yeah sure and and like for me honestly i was never fish i don't think i was ever fishing for compliments with it's my how you genuinely felt but that's not really yeah. like like you, you've kind of discovered, it's like that's not how you need to be talking to yourself. Because not at all. That 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 internal dialogue or monologue is like, like you said, it goes through the whole rest of your life. Yeah, 
and it, like it affects everything other that goes wrong. You're shitting on yourself more, and it's like, yeah, that's not good. No, because <laughs> then, <laughs> well, I don't know, but it's 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 just you're you're so down that like everything that goes wrong just is that much worse. You yeah. make you making it harder on yourself when you should be. And then that that's not solving the problem. That's not confronting it again. No, you're just, not. You're just running away from it. Yeah. The problem is you. <laughs> not the fucking wall flip you couldn't do. Not yeah. the precision you couldn't stick. The problem is you yeah. and your response to it. You're using parkour as a tool incorrectly. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're fucking angry all the time about your training, which it's just that's and you see it in people also like I call them tryhards, but you see people like that post and you just tell they're trying so hard to be good yeah. at parkour. And they're also talking shit about their own movement. Yeah. And it's just like, it's almost like embarrassing for me to watch. Like I can't watch certain people move because I know that like the intention behind the movement isn't like, I'm having fun. It's like, God damn it. I'm such a piece of shit. I need a fucking stick. Oh, I didn't stick it the way I want. Look away from the camera. Yeah. You know, like body language is everything. Right. So when you like, I mean, I'm guilty for sure of this type of like a hundred percent. Yeah. When I'm like, I get in that training mode and it's, it's so hard to pull out of. It's a, yeah. it's like, it's by the time you even realize you're doing it, you're in a full nosedive yeah. towards the ground. <laughs> you're like, oh, you yeah, you're fucking so pulling up on the yoke trying you're to like, fucking, God yeah. damn it. You get mad at yourself for being mad at your training because you know that's wrong and stupid. And it's a cycle. Like, and then, yeah. And then it just takes some deep breaths. Like, calm down. Quit. quit. Like sometimes the, I, this is really bad, but sometimes I'll just like kind of quit in my mind like i'm like all right i'm not training anymore i don't care and then i'll have the best training day because like, all of a sudden i like have let that go relax relax yeah relax. have a good time remember what like but why also our training you know what you know you gotta <laughs> dissect that like why why was i freaking out about this one thing because you had a thought yeah and your thought was i'm a piece of shit <laughs> or i should have this it move. was like i better land this if i don't land this i'm a piece of shit exactly and, and then that thought automatically is it's <laughs> it gets uh you cling on to it, and then you mm-hmm. take that thought for a fucking ride, and that thought is not you. That's just no. a fucking thought, and that ride goes straight into that nose <laughs> tilt, that nose dive that you're talking about. Oh my and, god! And uh, you you can pull out of it. You really can. It does take more work. Like the further you ride it down, you need a like twice as much energy. Well, to and pull it's it a out, fine you know? line too, because like you feel like you have to have that fire. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Totally. You know, I feel like that fire is sometimes what gets you the the most maybe not most growth, but like that, that has pushed me to get like something the way, you know, that I wanted it or it has pushed me to like not give up in some instances, like the anger. It's not healthy. I don't think, (laughs) but like, I also like, I I go the other way sometimes with it too, where I'm like, when people are trying to calm me down, it's like, no, also let me like work through it sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, like I, I don't, I don't think it's the best way. Like we're talking about it. I, I look at it and I'm like, that's not the best, but these are human emotions too. They're real. Yeah. They're human. And like, if we, if we always expect each other to, to be always be positive yeah. and like, we're always like on our, it's like, that's not human either. No, it's like, not. And I think sometimes that expectation also can like, again, have this negative thing on you where again, like you got to get out of your head and just have a good time, whatever. Cause yeah. all of this is just like compounding, you know, like what am I supposed to, how am I supposed to train? It's like, no, okay, whatever. Get, let that go. Yeah, and, you know, and just experience and, and trial and error, or whatever. Like, be dis- be uncomfortable again. Like, embrace that discomfort if it's not working. Yeah. But 
I, I feel the pressure sometimes too, where I'm just like, can we all just like, also, can it be okay sometimes to lose your shit when you're training? It should and be. And like your friends can laugh at you a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Even, like, Cause that even lightens the mood. When yeah. People are laughing. You like realize how ridiculous you're being. Yeah. And like, that's okay. It's okay to fucking get angry and <laughs> lose your shit. Like, like you said, yeah. we're I'd almost rather that. my friends be like, like laugh and poke and like tr- go, go the other way sometimes then like try to cheer me up. Yeah. Cause then I'm like, Oh, now I come in. Like, you feel like an asshole. I feel like an asshole. Cause I'm like, <laughs> God damn it. Like now I'm like, I'm making this about me and like really people should be talking shit about this kind of behavior. Comes about you, they're though. not, they're not like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's like all the centered focus is on that angry dude in the corner. Who's like yo, kicking the like, fucking wall and has been taking everyone's time up by filming the line like 20 times. Yeah. Like we yep. can't even train on the spot, bro. You're getting mad. <laughs> taking all this goddamn time to do the line. Oh we came out God. to hang it's out so with funny, you. Dude. Train it's with so you. complicated sometimes. It is cause... very complicated. There's a lot of emotional attachment to training parkour. It's like everybody's fucking the same person, you know? Yeah. And we're just like, <laughs> we get like upset when like our sex doesn't go great, you know? <laughs> or when someone else says something about, who we're fucking. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, wait. Like it needs to be this way or that way or do it this, try it like this. Yeah. You know? And then we're like, shut the fuck up. Like I know what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. And so we get like, we get these modes. <laughs> Did I ask you, bro? Did I ask you? The fuck? Who like, asked uns- you? The unsolicited advice. Like we'll try it like this. And it's really hard because a lot of people that practice are also coaches, you know? Because mm-hmm. that's one of the routes we talked about, right? That's like the <laughs> least resistance is you're, you're going to be a coach and you can put your time in and your work yeah. in and, and actually see a monetary value. I get it. that too. I get like why people get mad when people give them unsolicited advice. Yeah. It's like, who, wait, what? Why? Why? Who are you Did to I tell me you? what to, like, I didn't ask you. Yeah. But ultimately, you have no control over that. You no, have to like, you, you don't. have to, yeah. you have to be able to know that that's coming. Yeah. And, like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what? I'm thanks, gonna bro. I'm gonna keep doing it my way, but thanks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks, bro. When was the last time you did this move? Oh, never. Oh, cool, never. Cool. Oh, that's nice. Oh yeah, you've never. So done? you you can coach a quirk, but you can't you know? do one. Okay. Uh, yeah, and well, there's the other thing is like, well, you don't have to be able to do the moves unless like sometimes you can coach the moves even if you can't do them. Okay, true. True. To a degree. But does that mean that you can? Are you one of those people? Who knows? It doesn't nec- no, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily know. Yeah. I don't know. If like. People are trying to help. That's what you have to realize is that the intention is is for them. They want to get involved. They want to connect. They're trying to help. Yeah, yeah. And if you can recognize that and realize that it's coming from a place of love, that's where it's. And that's one of the better part of our sport parts of our sport. Yeah. Is that like and like even other like skateboarding and BMX? I feel like that and snowboarding and those sports that are like kind of individual. Like people know what it takes to get to those levels. Mm-hmm. People know like what you're going through. You know, like no one's blaming you for not being able to do the thing. Yeah. That you're trying to do. Yeah. You know, they're just like, I'm with you. Like, fucking, we're going to do this. To- <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll get yeah, through everyone's this together. On your team, like, everyone's ultimately. on your team. But sometimes it's too many people. <laughs> hey, sit on the bench. Sit on the bench. Hey, uh, get on the sideline yeah. for a minute, homie. <laughs> but uh, no, it's- that's like the cool thing about our sport is because it's so, there's so many genuine people trying to make a genuine connection with you and trying to uh, support you. There's a lot of support. You know, there really is in our, in our, yeah. in our sport. Ultimately, yeah, like that's it's incredible the amount of um, support that you get, and like it's it's nuts. Like even, I, I, yeah, you forget that you forget that like people are always on your side. It feels like, and, and yeah, it's it's a really beautiful community in that regard for sure. So when you get mad at yourself, you know you can you can take um, comfort in the fact that you're probably the only person that's mad at you. Yep. In that moment, you yep. know, and be like, oh shit, I'm doing this to myself. You know, because you really are. <laughs> 100%. 100%.
100%. It's the value system that we put into into our training because we want to be good. We want to be better than the day before. We want to challenge ourselves and complete those challenges, but life doesn't always work on our terms. Yeah, it's not a constant escalation. No, it's an undulation. You don't just get a like right up. <laughs> Woo, we're at 11. Wow, 12, <clears throat> 13. Oh, 100 days ago, I was at 12. Now I'm at 112. It's like, no. Yeah. <clears throat> You don't just, it's not a constant upward trajectory. Yeah. I think that's, that's really important to, to remember that because yeah, training, I used to train with so much fucking anger, dude. So much anger, <laughs> so much yeah, like, constantly beating myself up over shit. And, uh, that's just because I had this expectation of who I was supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know? So careful out there, boys and girls. Don't get too down. Get, get, I mean, you can get down. Don't get too easy on yourself either. Like, either, on. yeah. I'm, you know. just, <laughs> I'm just, I don't even know. I don't know what that means. What does it look like when you get too easy on yourself? You, you become like the lazy. No, it's fuck. all good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. I was going to train today, but then I was like, I'm nah, just going to hang mean, out. No, nah, I'm instead. good. I'm good. I'm not going to do anything good for I'm myself. I'm going to get out of my bed, but like, I could just lay it. here. Come on, <laughs> I've earned it. I deserve this extra hour of sleep, even though I haven't done anything for 14 hours. That's yeah. exactly it, dude. That's exactly it. Which That's is a like, balance. It's all about that balance. You do need the balance. The ride to the balance. Life. Well, shit, son. Yeah. We've, we've been going for a minute here. It's been over an hour and a half. So uh, Holy shit. We could probably wrap things up. I mean, I don't know that. This actually might be the longest one I've done. Oh, really? Yeah, things are just flying We're by. Just flying on through. I have had to take a pee for the past uh, 25 minutes. Well, b- well, let's indulge our pisses and uh, let's just wrap this thing up because I have let's to do pee it. as well. Um, we'll just cross streams. Dude, I mean, I, I really had a good time. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for like, having me, man. I know we talked about this. We might be we might be teaming up here. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what's up. We'll see. But Hefe might be able to come in, come in and, and help. Maybe, we, you know, maybe we ta- tag team this shit from sometimes the time. You know, maybe we just get a little add a little production value, a little, get a little weird, get a little weird and stuff like <laughs> We actually, I thought we were going to talk way more shit and like have more fun. We got like really serious, like right Super away serious. and started talking about I've like, been so serious lately. God damn. I can't fucking stop it. I've just like keep going on rants about fucking life because of the shit that I've been experiencing <laughs> and like the changes in my life. So I just like, people be like, oh yeah, how's your day? I'm like, well, you know, it's just, <laughs> just like, well, like div- as like the, this day compared to all the, the 17,000 other that I've lived, yeah, I'll tell you exactly how it's going. <laughs> exactly. Like, just diving into the Marianas Trench, you know, like <laughs> fucking in the fucking, like this submarine, you know, just being down there. And, uh, I like, I mean, I like living like that. I do like being goofy too. Clearly I fucking am weird. But yeah. I think we're both of that. I mean, how old are you? I'm almost, I'm going to be 30 next month. Damn son. Yeah, dude. April 24th. For all of you who might want to send me uh, send me some money, I'm trying to get the fuck out of this country. So if you find me on Facebook and or Instagram, give me that. Just hook it up. Give me that cash app direct. I got a I have PayPal. Got a crypto donation page coming up soon. <laughs> get, send your get bitcoins. Us out of the country. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I'm turning 30 this year too. It's I crazy. think that's kind of part of it. I think we're all like just as people, we're in transition mode in some yeah. ways. I'm kind of growing out of. And but I'm not. I'm, I recognize completely that this is like a a, a wavy time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm in the ocean with my rowboat or whatever, and like I don't even know if I have two oars right now. I might have just one oar, <laughs> and I might be just, you know, what I'm saying like I'm trying to find land, but like it's you got to embrace those moments again. Like the struggle yeah. is is real. It is out yeah. here sometimes, but like being that's turning, okay. turning thirty and like whatever that means, like you got to di- digest some of those things and understand what's bullshit, what's real is like is 
again, like these expectations we're putting on ourselves. What does it mean to be thirty? Are we just being told something yeah, about? Who gives what a it, fuck? You know, you're still this. Yeah. You're still the, whatever person you are. Is it just an age, or is it also? It is just an age, whatever. It's just yeah. a number and stuff they say, but also it's like okay, well, it's also a number that tells you you've been around for this long, and you know. This is how much you're not going to live for four of these probably. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, like it's a reminder that like, okay, you are getting closer to death, you know, regardless, regardless. And, uh, that's okay. But it, it, it's not like useless information, you know, like I don't want to sit here and pretend like, I don't think that like being 30, being 30 is insignificant. is as insignificant as 29 or 31. You know, it's like, it's not the number, but it's just, it is a marker. It's a reminder it's a that like right, I've been around for yeah. for a certain amount of time, and like if I do the math, I know that like I don't get I don't get infinite years, you know. So Mm-mm. not yet, anyway. It get it kind of checks you in on um on where you're where you're at and where you want to be, and like I think becoming older is is the is like a, a new frontier where mm. I'm like, all right, I'm letting go, I'm having to let go, and I'm in, I'm in, I'm just trying to be really careful, you know, too. I'm becoming more risk like risk not a risk adverse, but like risk, uh, aware. Yeah. than I ever have been when I was like growing up and stuff, I was really just kind of doing stuff, shotgun fire in like my life, like having a good time exploring like many different avenues. And then as you start to figure out who you are and what you want, you have to start kind of planning some of these planning accordingly, having a little more foresight, figuring out, yeah. What do you, what do you like about your, you know, just like with the injuries and stuff, you have to, all right. I have to start developing like a more thorough thing because I can't just wing, you know, certain things through life. I can't just like constantly go, okay, this, this works for me. So I'll just do that for the rest of my life. Like again, that's a cocoon. That's a cocoon. So it's like, I'm actually, you know, trying to build that process. It's a constant, like a little bit more of a, a constant embrace of, of the future and, and of change. Yeah. You need to. Yeah. If you don't, you go crazy. You got crazy. You're going to lose your shit <laughs> completely. Yeah, we're gonna turn old this year, though, man. Maybe we'll have a. We'll, I'm gonna do a video parkour at 30, and I'm gonna do some handstands in it. That sounds dope, dude. <laughs> do you mind if I uh, get a cameo with some pistol squats? Pistol squat, um, yeah, dude. And then I'll do a. Um, we'll do one palm spin. Some rail balance. Rail balance. Maybe do a couple step balls. I'll just hang from the bar for like forty mi- for like forty five <laughs> minutes. Just like alternating like hands and, and getting on my knees. Do some weird challenges. Guy does parkour at thirty. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, blue. Oh wait, real quick before we sign off, I want to talk about drone parkour three. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see it? No. Um Is it well, the Modus Project project thing? It was Modus Projects Times Storm. Okay. Uh and I mean, I guess you didn't see it, so it's not. I don't. I, I can't really go that much over. It, but like, it was epic. And like, blue. The reason why I thought of it is blue. Fucking Paul Blue Joseph. Is he thirty four? I don't know how old he is. He's like he's 30? definitely mid thirties. He's older. He's one of the older practitioners. He sent the fucking biggest front flip I've seen in like, or one of the biggest front flips like ever done. Like this fucked up front flip in Malta. Uh, dude, he, he destroyed so his ankle a little fronts. bit on it. To be fair. Um well, he's I feel in, the, like in the behind the scenes. You see that he, he did fuck his ankle. He landed a little heel heavy, apparently, which I actually kind of caught that in the video, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you don't know. That's sometimes. one dude is still pushing it. You know, like he's still really sending. Dude, you can send shit. You just like the, the last frontier is mobility, dude. You just have to mobilize your body and make sure that like 
you're listening to your body when you're training. Well, how did you over-mobilize your hip? Dude, I just did a bunch of fucking, like, weird, like, lunge variations and, like, to open up, like, the, the rectus How do you know it was over, and, like, uh, done, though? The psoas and, like, the low ab area. Uh, I just know because I did, like, my mobility um, regimen twice in one day. Oh. And then I did the what I normally do, which is jump around. <laughs> and uh, that's when I got fucked up. So and, uh, you just have to, like, you have to have more stability sometimes than you, like, because I think I have that issue sometimes where I'm actually very flexible. And so I have the tendency to potentially be hypermobile. On, yes. Rather than like lacking mobility. Like that's not usually an issue for me. Yeah. Normally not for me, but I had those issues in my hips that I was trying mm. to sort out. So I was doing, and now I actually have a whole, whole sick ass regimen that I do every time before I train. And I just like really haven't had any injuries in like, since I've been training again or like any issues as long as I do that regimen. Yeah, get at me, guys. It's uh twenty four ninety nine for a <laughs> for a Skype call. One, yeah, with and, Skype call, uh, we'll get in there. I'll give you all the shit you want to know about mobil- mobility and uh, getting your body prepped, primed, primed up for them landings and jumps. So you know, but for real though, send me money. This whole this whole podcast is just like a pitch to. To just be like, we need donations. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. The 29, the going on 30 parkour <laughs> fund. Um, All you 29-year-old practitioners out there, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. I'll see up. you. <laughs> you. All right. Well, I really have to piss. Yeah, brother. Me too. Um, maybe we can cap it up. Share. I was saying we could cross streams. Cross some streams it can together. Be dangerous sometimes. All right. We're going to go wag our dicks at each other. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening, and uh, we can't wait to have you back, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, dude. I'm fucking stoked. And thanks, everyone out there, for listening to this shit. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Peace out. Oh, baby. All right, gang. As Hefe said, thank you guys for listening to that shit. And uh, appreciate everyone here that is listening and helping the podcast grow. We appreciate you guys telling your friends. We appreciate you guys leaving those five-star reviews. We got some reviews now on iTunes. What? What? Much love to you guys for for giving that and bringing it to the table. Um, That's helping us a lot. It means a lot to me to know that people are receiving it well and and want to see it grow. Um, We're all in this together, you know? So please get at me. I'm waiting for you guys. I know you guys know how to use the internet, so just get at me. I know you know how to do it. There's all those things that you can do. But... If you also want to be on the podcast, and again, I think I want to bring this to the next episode because we do have some Hydrop Drop Hotline to address. But if you guys want to call the Hydrop Drop Hotline, it is 720. And by the way, there's a big one in front of that number because we are America. We invented that telephone. So we have number one in front of that 720-295-7537. That's the high drop hotline. And it's always in the description as well. Um, what can I say? I hope to hear from you guys. And uh, m- moving forward, I-, I hope to, you know, bring on more guests, obviously, more people out here, maybe some people outside of the parkour community. There's lots of inspiring individuals, lots of people that I've met out here that are creative or artists or hard just hard they have a hard story you know maybe they just have an inspiring story and i think most people do um so i want to be able to tell some more of those people's stories out here and 
and you guys can also help me decide and in, in, in where we want to take this. So without without your feedback, I'll just go wherever the fuck I want. But uh, with your feedback, I will take it into account and then go wherever the fuck I want, which is uh, always going to be hopefully in the right direction. And it's always in the right direction when you speak with this kind of voice because that means you're walking the hard road. And the hard road leads to a beautiful, shiny, gold, glistening end, as far as I can tell. Or maybe it just means you have some shit in your throat. I don't know. But I hope you guys are digging all these. Again, next week, I think I'm going to bring back the Hydrop Hotline. And we're going to talk about some calls, talk about some current events. Things are popping off. And I do mean popping off in the world of parkour. And... uh, you know, without further ado, let's get to the sponsors. Let's go to the sponsors now. We got to get to them young sponsors. Um, you guys know the drill. Mermlife.com. You get a height drop promo code in that checkout. You'll get 50% off the whole store. Ba-boom. Deal with that. Um, and pretty much the only thing that you can get at this point are some socks. But trust me when I say those socks are some of the best socks in the world. And if you don't buy them, that's okay because... They're just sitting in my living room, and I will wear them for the next 30 years because I have lots of them. And I'll be happy to wear them because I really actually do like the sock. It's an amazing sock um, as much as you don't want. You know what I mean? You, a good sock you don't notice, you know? And so maybe you guys have good socks already because you don't notice that, like, there's something wrong with your sock. and need a new one. But if your sock's not good, if there's maybe you should pay attention. Go think about Feel your feet right now in your shoe or just in your sock. I don't know where you're at. Is it really doing everything you need? Is it hugging your calf the right way? Is it sliding down? Is it sliding off your foot? Is it getting sweaty and sliding around inside your foot? These are kind of the issues that you should never have to deal with. Um, And that's what you won't have to deal with with that merm sock. Moving on also to the Onnit supplement company. And these guys are just an awesome company. I've been a fan of theirs ever since... I've really discovered them, and they have lots of supplements and workout and fitness gear. Obviously, you guys are probably all in shape, and you don't necessarily need the fitness gear that that they bring to the table because they have a, a different approach to fitness than most of the parkour practitioners do. But um, there's also really good supplemental training, but more importantly, what I like their stuff for is just the, the supplements they have for your mind, body, and gut health, and joint health, and Pretty much everything, and they even have... They're coming out with some foods now. Um, I haven't really looked into them too much, but they're they're f- usually super on top of like the science, the latest science out there on what's actually good for you and what's actually not good for you. They, they do usually a really good job of making sure that they keep those artificial sweeteners out. They use the good, like the stevias, and whatever, whatever the latest science is saying, they're pretty much on board and caught up with it, you know? Um, as far as I can tell, at least, you know, I pay attention to it as much as I can. And, and they almost never have terrible ingredients for you. You know, they, they are a very transparent company. They do a lot of clinical trials, three triple blind independent clinical trials and stuff to make sure that these things aren't, you know, just bullshit, basically, I guess is the word. But, like, they, they, they make sure that these things are actually working and they're really excited to bring them to you. And I I'm, I mean, I wouldn't tell you guys about them. I wouldn't talk them up if I didn't believe in them. And um, 
it's one of the few companies I can get behind. So I'm, I'm happy to do it. Um, so check their supplements out. They've helped me in the past and they might help you. And if you use the code and the link in our description, then that supports the podcast, which we appreciate. Um, those are our two main ones. Let's just leave it at that. Also, uh, I'm going to put that link to the Russell brand. His podcast is under the skin, and I'm going to put the link to that one episode I was clumsily talking about in this episode. If you guys want to get into that, check it out and get a little bit more insight onto those topics that I was um, addressing. So thank you guys again for listening. Wow, you made it all the way to the end. You're a true, beautiful baby out here in the high drop kingdom. And we really appreciate you guys that listen all the way to the end. Much love to you. I want to give you a special, special shout out to all the ones that listen to this very moment right here. Much love. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.